0: praise to God and in this verse she said uh, for the mighty one is holy um, actually she said for he took notice of his lowly servant girl lowly servant girl is what she calls herself I detect a little bit of humility here I believe Mary was a humble person confused and disturbed why would the Lord choose me? I'm nothing special. It would seem that Mary is humble. You know, about 30 years later, uh, Mary and Joseph's son, God's son, would teach on humility. Maybe Mary was there at that time. And there were a lot of others hearing about humility. Luke chapter 14 of Verses 7 through 11. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, Give this person your seat and then you will be embarrassed and you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table and then when your host sees you, he will come and say, Friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Later on in... uh, well, in the Gospel of Matthew it's recorded Jesus teaching the beatitudes in verse 5 chap- chapter 5 verse 5. He says, "God blesses those who are humble for they will inherit the whole earth." Man, it's interesting, isn't it? That normally we think of in- inheritance coming from your parents or your grandparents, somebody that's older than you and, and they pass on and you inherit something um, from them. My grandfather on my mom's side was was uh, bald by the age of 20 and I inherited that from him. Uh, we inherit things, um, they come down, right? And Mary, Mary is about to inherit something from her son. God blesses those who are humble. For they will inherit. The whole earth. Now what did Mary inherit from Jesus? The whole earth. Folks. We have an inheritance. And it is in heaven. And that's when Jesus comes and makes this place. Perfect place. The kingdom of God. And we get that inheritance from Jesus. And you know, Jesus was Mary's son. She has that same inheritance as we do. And so we think that's kind of interesting that, that Mary would inherit from Jesus. But turns out that inheritance came down. God brought his son to earth, from heaven to earth. It's still coming down. The inheritance. You know, the more humble we are, the more open we are to serve God, the more we're able to shift focus from ourselves, the easier it is for us to serve Him. If we can move off the seat of honor that we have put ourselves on, then God can take that seat and we can honor Him. We can honor Him rather than ourselves. Listen, Jesus taught us this by humbling ourselves and honoring God and others. We will be exalted and honored by God. It is much better to be exalted and honored by God than to be exalted and honored by ourselves. Amen. Mary didn't favor herself. She did not give herself favor. God favored Mary. She was the recipient of a special blessing from God. He singled her out as a special instrument that he chose to use in his gracious plan of salvation. That plan is for us as well. God's favor is that his presence is with us. God says, his presence, the Lord is with you, favored woman. Mary has God's presence. And physically, Mary is about to have God's presence. Uh, Verse 30 of chapter 1. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Don't, Don't be afraid. I mean, confused and disturbed. Yes, yes. The Lord is with you, favored woman. We might be confused and disturbed, but now he says, don't be afraid. It doesn't say anything about Mary being afraid prior to this verse. Uh, She was confused and disturbed. Why was the angel saying, don't be afraid, Mary? Well, the presence of an angel is usually... uh, Usually terrifying anyway, but the very next thing that the angel is about to tell Mary um, is something to be afraid of, I think, in her case. Uh, Luke chapter 1 verse 31. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. Jesus. He will be very great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever for his kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born the baby to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. <laughs> a baby? Mary's thinking, a baby? Wait, wait, wait. The Son of God baby? Me? I mean, first off, it's too much. All of this is probably has to be too much for Mary. I mean, first off, do you know what happens to a woman who is pregnant before they are fully married? A bad deal. Like, at least they would get ostracized, pushed out of the community, looked down upon, shamed, uh, don't want to be any part of that that at all anymore. Bad deal. That's, that's the least that could happen. She could be stoned. She could be killed for just that happening. Afraid. Afraid. And you know, who would protect her? That has to be going through her mind. You know, here it is. If she was to be pregnant and everyone would, would be on her case, who's going to protect me? Not Joseph. Because, of course, he knew that he didn't defile God's plan for marriage with sin. He knew and she knew. He's not going to pre- protect it. He would assume the obvious, that she had been with a man. But the obvious wasn't obvious at all for Mary. There was nothing obvious about it. She had no humanly, physical reason to be pregnant. The Holy Spirit would just overshadow her, and it would happen. Just as easily as God had spoken everything into an existence in the first place. But wait a second. The Son of God? Why does the Son of God need to be born of a human? Hmm. Or even born at all? God is and was and always was... He doesn't have a beginning. Why does the Son of God need to be born at all? Mary would learn later that the Son of God, the Son of God didn't need to be born of a human for himself, but rather humans needed the Son of God to be born of a human. This is the plan. Joseph and Mary must have been... uh, Struggling to figure this out at first, and the messenger, the angels that come to them to come to them they they put their faith in them, and they believe uh, what God is doing, and Joseph, what a man he mans up and takes care of his of his to be wife because God has told him to do such. what a man, oh, but to think of all this the the Angel was telling Mary in that moment. I mean, I'm a little confused and disturbed by it. This is a stumbling point for folks who are not Christians or folks that take issue with the virgin birth of Jesus. Stumbling point. We, we have all kinds of prophecy that tells us of the birth of Jesus and how it would happen tells us before it happened but yet some folks they think this is this is weird this is weird the holy spirit would come upon her and god would just uh, make it happen to an unmarried person why would this be the case you know there's a lot of things in our lives that confuse and disturb us mary was confused and disturbed and and we can be confused by her story as well. Think about how much more she was disturbed by it. What are other things we get confused and disturbed by? We read our scripture. We read about, about heaven and hell. You spend too much time reading about hell and revelation. Well, that, that'll confuse you and that'll disturb you. If you don't read enough about what Jesus has come to do for us. Oh, the fact that, that we are unworthy, unworthy of what it takes to get to heaven, but yet Jesus gives us that anyway. The blood sacrifice, Jesus had to die. That's disturbing. This really tugs at our hearts at Christmas time to think about the little baby Jesus and what he would grow up to do for us. And the idea of being forgiven, even though we don't deserve it, to be God's children, uh, to be holy, to be holy, that's confusing. How can we be holy? Because of what Jesus did. Jesus and the Holy Spirit live in us. That's confusing. But the Scripture tells us all about it. If we are able to humble ourselves and the focus on his word and to accept it, then we can trust it. Now I can't imagine how, how Mary must have felt, how scared she must have been. But what, what did she do? How did Mary react to this? Verse 37 The angel said, for nothing is impossible with God. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Mary trusted God and what his will for her was. While God's plan may be confusing and disturbing, if you trust God you will also find favor. Verse 38, uh verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. This is already true. Mary has as as far as we know has been living a God-honoring life up to this point and she is ready to take it on. She didn't necessarily have a change of heart. God chose her and here he is. Showing favor on her. Not because anything she did. Being confused and disturbed didn't mean that she wasn't on board though. It was just confusing and a little bit disturbing how God would come to the earth. It makes sense. I mean the way God came to earth is a little bit intrusive especially for Mary. I mean we might think, God, you can tell me you can tell me where to work. I'll change my career. Uh you can tell me where to live. Uh what car to drive. I mean how to act. God, you can tell me that. But but Lord, you're going to put a baby inside of a, a virgin. Especially if you're married, you're going to do that? Whoa! You know, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 7. Chapter 7, verse 10. It's about a a king, King Ahaz. Later, the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign confirming uh, of confirmation, Ahaz. Make it as difficult as you want, as high as heaven or as deep as the place of the dead. Let me give you a little background here. This is the Lord speaking to Ahaz. And he's saying, Ahaz, go ahead. See how real I am, Ahaz. Uh, Just ask for confirmation and I will show you who I am. Verse 12, but the king king refused. No, he said, I will not test the Lord like that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Then, Then the prophet Isaiah, whom God is speaking through right now, says, Listen well, you royal family of David. Isn't it enough to exhaust human patience? Must you exhaust the patience of my God as well? All right then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. King Ahaz, he he didn't need God to prove anything because he didn't want to test God, how powerful he was. Just, you know, sometimes we have an idea of how we think things should be. Um, And we think, man, I'll I'll use, uh, this is the way things work, but but I'm not going to cooperate with God and let him do his way. Well, this is for sure that God will use the way that he chooses to use. And God said, look, I will use my own way. King Ahaz, if, if you're not going to follow me, if, if any man is not going to follow me, fine. I will use my own way and it will be in a way that is impossible for any man to do on his own. Virgin birth. Impossible. And God does it. Had to be God. No other way that it could be done. We must trust the way you know if you go to get surgery and you're getting the consultation from the surgeon and the surgeon says um, so what we're going to do is uh we'll put a cut uh, right around here somewhere uh maybe it's over here um not we're not real sure but we're going to we're going to cut somewhere around in here and then we're going to go in there no you don't want to hear that uh You don't want to hear that. You want him to be decisive. And you go to the pharmacist, and the the pharmacist is like, hey, uh, let me see your prescription. Well, actually, I don't need to see your prescription. I think probably this is what you need and pick something off the shelf. No, that's not what you want to hear. You want to know for sure this is what the doctor has prescribed for you, and it is exactly the medication. Uh, Maybe a pilot, you're up in the sky, and your pilot says, well, I think we need to to bank right to get around this storm, and and probably we're going to have to go this fast to come in, and, and we can probably make it. No, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. You want them to be for sure. God uses his own way and he knows exactly what he's doing. We can trust him. Just like when you go to a surgeon and when he tells you exactly what's going to be done, you tend to trust him. The pharmacist who is very meticulous at his job and the pilot who has been trained and has done it over and over again, you tend to trust them. God knows what he's doing. You know... There was another man that came to the earth without being born. Uh, He was created by God. And this is Adam. Adam and Eve. And it's known that Jesus is sometimes called the second Adam. The first Adam, well, he didn't do things just right. And that's why we get sin. The second Adam... I don't even, I I understand that name for Jesus. But it doesn't seem fitting because Jesus did it right. Adam didn't. But Jesus hit the nail on the head and he gave his life for us and saved us. He did what Adam didn't do. He Come through a virgin birth. You, know, you don't always have to understand God's plan to say yes. I don't think Mary probably did uh you ever climb a telephone pole oh, now- nowadays nowadays I don't even call them telephone poles anymore because you know i don't do telephone lines still run on maybe they do, but they usually power lines so don't don't climb telephone pole kids uh but uh. But if you got one, then it's just up in the air. Anyway, when you climb that dude, it's got splinters on it, and uh, you can wrap your hands around it and try to shimmy up it, and it's not easy unless you're somebody like uh, Sam and Shane Niles, and then they'll just climb right up it. They beat me every time, but, but it's a bad deal. You're trying to get, that, get up there, and then when you lose your strength and grip, and you slide down, and you get all kinds of them doggone splinters everywhere. But if you take a belt that's extra long and put it around that telephone pole and you put some shoes on with spikes like they did in the old days, then you can hook them spikes in and lean back on that belt. And that provides the right kind of angle and leverage for your feet and you can trust that belt, move that belt up and just lean on that belt. You know. God is like that. It doesn't seem like when you lean away from that pole, that's natural. You don't want to do that. You want to hang on to that pole. But if you lean back and let that belt catch you, then life is good. You're taken care of as long as the belt is in good shape. Listen, our God is in good shape. Our God is in good shape. And when we trust Him and lean back on Him and take Him at His word, then we can go to the top, to heaven. Trust God's word. As far as as I go, I mean, I'll go with God's word. God's plan may be confusing and disturbing, but if you trust Him and respond as a willing servant, like Mary did, you will find favor. You know, the third thing, uh, we see Mary doing uh, three things from this, this uh, scripture that I see. The first one is she was humble. The second one is that she trusted God. She said, let everything that you have said come true. And the third thing is that she rejoiced. Verse 46 of Luke chapter 1. This is a song that Mary sung. Oh, how beautiful it is. Verse 46, Mary responded, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy. And he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. Now, this is speaking of the thing that's inside of her. The person, the God, the Savior, the Messiah inside of her. She's praising the Lord because of him. She rejoices God because of what he's done with her and through her because she is blessed. The mighty one who is holy is with her now. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down the princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he has made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his children forever. How marvelous, magnificently uh confusing would it be for all that to be inside of you, inside of Mary. Just amazing. Forever. This promise that is given to us from old scripture that was given to Mary and the Jews back then and the Gentiles back then is forever if you humble yourself enough to trust God, then you will have the promise of eternal favor. Remember, favor is God with us. That's the highest favor that we could ever receive. The highest favor that there could ever be. God with us. God with us. When I did a study, I came upon a scripture from the book of Zephaniah book of Zephaniah chapter 3, Lord with you, the Lord with us, among us. Uh, Chapter 3 verse 14 says, Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. Mm, What's it talking about there? Daughter of Jerusalem. You know, a daughter of Zion is we know that the scripture relates to Israel as being um, the daughter, but it sure seems like that Mary fits in there really well. We don't know. For 15, for the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the arm- armies of your enemy and the Lord himself, the king of Israel, will live among you. Uh, Mary's about to experience that king living among them at last your troubles will be over and you will never again fear disaster oh how exciting on that day the announcement to Jerusalem will be cheer up Zion don't be afraid for the Lord your God is living among you he is a mighty Savior he will take delight in you with gladness with love he will calm all your fears He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. I will gather you who mourn for the appointed festivals. You will be disgraced no more, and I will deal severely with all who have oppressed you. I will save the weak and helpless ones. I will bring together those who are chased away, and I will give glory and fame to my former exiles, wherever they have been mocked and shamed. On that day, I will gather you together and bring you home again home again. I will give you a good name, a name of distinction among all the nations of the earth as I restore your fortunes before their very eyes. I the Lord have spoken. What an amazing scripture. It's all about Jesus. The Savior, the Messiah, the King who will do all of that comes through the virgin birth yes God let your good and pleasing and perfect will come through us we can be like Mary Romans chapter 2 verse or chapter 12 verse 2 God's will we know is good and is perfect and pleasing we can be like Mary let that happen to us And if that is happening to us, and if we allow that to happen to us, then that calls for rejoicing. All Mary knew, all Mary knew this, that God came to her. The angel spoke to her, and she was one way before, minding her own business, going along with her marriage, she was one way. And then Jesus, God came, and Jesus came, and she was another way. For her, she was another way. And what happened in between was Jesus. You know, this applies to us very much so. All but in maybe a little bit different way. Uh, Our scripture outlines all kinds of folks that Jesus ministered to. Uh, Another Mary, Mary of of Magdalene. Uh, She was one way possessed and and struggling and not doing well at life and then jesus came to her and then she was completely different the thing that happened in between was jesus now i pray that wherever you are in your life that that is what you have experienced or will experienced That you were one way and now you're completely different. The thing was Jesus that happened. Now I want to review today's points. Um, First of all, Mary was humble. She trusted, second of all, and she rejoiced. God's plan may be confusing and disturbing, but if you humble yourself, if you trust God and respond as a willing servant you will find favor.